This is Self Startup. Hello, folks. Welcome to Self Starter, a podcast that highlights small business owners, the self-employed, and freelancers who have taken the plunge to create their own desirable lifestyle. My name is Andy Dowling. I also host the Andy Social Podcast. I'm also the bass player for Australian metal band Lord, and I am a dispute resolution specialist, amongst other things. Jack of all trades, I like to say. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by following at Andy Dowling. And if you want to follow Self-Starter, we are on Facebook as well as selfstarter.com.au. We'll have a number of resources, a blog, um, and things in addition to this podcast itself. So you can go over there, including show notes for this episode will be over at selfstarter.com.au. So guys, here we are. First episode of the podcast. First proper one anyway. It's episode two, but the first proper episode. And this week's guest is with Kelly Goltz. Now, Kelly is the owner of The Hippie Shop, which is located in Vincentia and Huskinson in uh, the Shoalhaven region, South Coast, New South Wales, for people that aren't local. And uh, The Hippie Shop deals with a whole range of handmade products um, and uh, jewelry and and homewares and whatnot. And um, I'll let Kelly explain it in better detail than, than I can. Um, but this is a really cool, quick conversation with Kelly where we just learn a little bit more about her story. We go back to um, her relocating to the area, starting off in uh, in local uh, community markets, building building that community, building that uh, loyalty from the locals, and then transitioning into her first shop in Vincentia, and then just recently opening the second shop in Huskinson. So um, a really, really cool story and some great insights. And I'm going to take away a few key points that I got from this personally, which I'll mention at the end of this podcast episode. So I'll leave it till now, uh, till then to go into it in further detail. If you want to reach out to Kelly, best place to do it is thehippieshop.com.au. Um, there's also a Facebook page. All that stuff will be on that website. You can go to selfstarter.com.au as well if you want to get all the links and resources and some photos and some additional stuff uh, for The Hippie Shop and what Kelly's all about. Um, the two addresses, I'll quickly mention where they're located as well. So if someone's listening and they're in the area and they want to drop in, uh, shop 15, 5 Burton Street in Vincentia, and the new shop is shop 1, 39 Owen Street in Huskinson. So you can go and pop in and say hello to Kelly and check out what she has to offer. All right, guys, enough rambling on for me. Please enjoy this episode with Kelly Golds of The Hippie Shop. Um, do you just want to quickly introduce yourself and uh, and what your story is as well? Yep, um, my name's Kelly and I've got the hippie shop in Vincentia and Huskisson. Yep. So yeah. Fantastic. Um, and how long has the, the business been open for? Because you've got two stores now. Yep. Um, the Vincentia shop's been open nearly, oh, just past two years now. And then, yeah, this one's been open three weeks at wow. Husky. So, brand yeah. new. Brand new, freshy. Far out. <laughs> uh, what were you doing beforehand, before you started this? Um, well, I'd started markets for about four years beforehand, yep. and then um, I've been cleaning as well and doing all sorts, but then the markets took off and everybody said you should really have a shop, so we did a shop. Wow, so it was, it was other people planning that idea that kind of got you Yeah, I think giving me the confidence to realise that there was people were hanging out for the market so they could come and get something from us so they cool. were like then we can go any day and get it from you what do you too. think the um while, while you're doing the markets what do you think the secret was well not so much a secret but what do you think the thing was that really sort of built up that that customer base was it just being there constantly i think it was we were there constantly and we've taken the same philosophy we were always one of the last ones to pack up yep and it was the stall that people would come and hang out at at the end and just sit down we always had 
um, kids beating, so all the parents would lie down on the pillows and the kids could, we would pretty much babysit their kids for a couple That's of hours. Cool. But yeah, that was a fun spot that people could come and hang out and mellow out at. And so it's probably a bit of a trust factor there as well, like they knew who you were. Um, yeah. You weren't just there just to purely sell stuff. No. Obviously, that's that's the objective, yep. but you were building a community around um, what, you, what you were doing. Yeah, and they'd, we always offered that they could leave their kids with us to bead and then they could go and check out the other stalls. So, oh, that's a big yeah, it was, <laughs> it was good, though. As long as the kids wouldn't eat the beads, we were happy. Absolutely. So, yeah. mm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Um, and so, obviously, with the feedback that you are getting from people, it seemed to point in that direction that you would take the plunge and open up a, a bricks-and-mortar store. Yep. Wow. So, yeah, it was a little bit scary, but yeah. Oh, went and... Absolutely. Um, what was the main fear that you had before you sort of took that, took that step? Was um, there something in particular? It was a little bit of a, a scary thing with the rent to yep. think what we could do. We yep. were actually lucky that we um, contacted, it was Stocklands that owned where we went into at Vincenia yep. and just... Um, told them what we did and what we wanted to do and just were blatantly open and honest with them and were allowed to get a month-by-month lease to give it a go. That's cool. Which was brilliant and um, it just exploded as soon as we opened the door. So it was, yeah, brilliant, but it was nice to have that. I could walk away at any time if I wanted and I'm not locked into massive commitments. Absolutely. Um, Having that out, that exit strategy just in case definitely helps helps ease the stress. Um, was there anything that you did when you first opened up that store just to try and get word out there? Obviously, you had your markets, your community from the markets, so that's easy. You can yeah. let them know as they come in. We did a lot of Facebook, yeah. and um, which I found worked, but it just seemed to get itself out there. It yeah. was very quiet at mm. Vincenia, and all of a sudden there was a very bright and colourful shop. Yeah. And yeah, people just started coming in. And That's cool. Yeah, it just, we were very strategic in the shop that we wanted. We wanted that one on the corner and yep. it had, it was visible, it got high traffic and mm. wanted that one. So, yeah. Wow. And then um, I guess the success of that first store has led to opening this one. Yeah, we opened a second one last year at Batemans Bay and we signed okay. up for a six month lease down there, which was a bit scary. Mm. But um, that one went really well as well, but it was just too much for me to be travelling that far all yep. the time. Yep. And um, so it was, we just stayed for the summer and were happy to close at the end of the six months and then just waited out until we could open another one closer. Wow. And so, it's yeah. literally up the road. It is. And we weren't sure if we were trying to feed off the same S- sort of same people. Crowd, yep. <laughs> but no, not at all. So it's worked well. And um, I mean, down the south coast it's notorious for I guess um, up and down as far as the time of year and um, you know travellers and whatnot yeah. come down here for holidays so obviously there'd be peaks. Um, yeah. Do you find that regardless of that you have some consistency with people coming in? We do which is what surprised us is that we don't really dip too much over winter at yep. all. We've got the same regulars that love coming in. We've always just tried to be flexible which is what's worked so cool. you know if we end up fixing old ladies' telephones if they can't work out how to send a text <laughs> message. It's all right. No, well, let me buy something to pay you for that. And so it's kind of just whatever. Everyone comes in and just yeah. can get, you know, something fixed with their jewellery as well or get things in for people if they want a present or, yeah. Have you, um, I mean, sorry, just on that note, even today, like it's a pretty bleak 
day yeah. and a bit cool, but um, there's a lot of people out and about yeah. anyway. So yeah, so it just goes to show that yeah. um, even even the locals aren't um, aren't too worried. Then no, and sometimes it's good if it's cold because then not everyone's at the beach and they're all yeah, that's right. They've got to come and hang out the shop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, since since the first bricks and mortar store and then opening up this store now, have you had to add in additional things to to sell or services to provide? I have because the markets were initially uh, everything I made, yep. and that was what the shop was going to be, mm. and um, it got beyond what I could manage in mm. any way, shape, or form. I mm. couldn't make enough to keep up, yep. so we just started buying in little bits and pieces and. Yeah, it's just grown now into its own little thing and just keeps changing all the time. Absolutely. What's what's your biggest challenge now after after a few years of doing it? What's the biggest or the ongoing thing that you can see it's always going to be a bit of a challenge? Um, I think always just staying on top of what's out there yeah. and just keeping tabs too on what else is around, mm. like with other competition of other shops as well yeah. and what to make sure that we're always you know, stay out good prices and mm. everything that you can. But I actually struggle. I was saying to someone yesterday, I don't particularly enjoy shopping. So it's <laughs> funny that I own a retail store and really struggling to just keep buying so much stock. That's yep. what's a real hard task some days. That's it's fun looking at it, but it's really hard shopping when you're not a shopper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, obviously opening a retail store and now having two... Um, are you conscious of that when people come into the store? Yeah. Thinking about your, your own Yeah, sort of which is approach? why I think it, maybe it's worked in a way because we don't jump at people. We're just, how are you going? If you need yeah. help, let me know. Yeah. And everyone's happy. They get lost in the music and mm. just looking at the stuff. And then if they want to buy something, you can. Otherwise, yeah. just get, it's all right. No one's pressuring you to yeah, that's cool. make a sale or do anything like that at that's all. That's it. That's it. People, mm. can, uh, people can sniff the desperation yeah. sometimes if you yeah. get... Uh, get hit up as soon as you walk in. Yes, the, there's a the few store. shops like that that we've been in and it's you just can't even walk through the door and we're like, no, that's not it at all. No, just we'll let it Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I've noticed that um, you've got a bit of an online presence as well. Yeah. So um, you do have the Facebook page yep. on there, but I noticed that you do sell things online as well. Yeah, we would. It's a difficult one because yeah. all of our stuff is very one-off. Mm. So we do, do web, try and do the website, yep. but it's sold in the shop by the time you've popped it up and yeah. it's really awkward but we've kind of tried to put that out there because a lot of people realize well, we're happy to post so yeah. they'll just ring me and say have you got this and we'll take photos of what we've got yeah. send it to them and then just post it that way can you see can you see an advantage down the track of having more of an online presence i think i can because i used to run another online business for okay. about five years which was very successful as well so okay, cool. we did really really well with that yep. one but I just had enough of what I was selling so yep. um I can see it works and it does work really really well yep. but just trying to navigate around one-off items That's and hard. yeah it's yeah. difficult and like selling gemstones you kind of want to touch it not mm. so trying to figure out a way to make them feel what they want to buy Absolutely. on an online presence yeah. hasn't hit me yet and people yeah. get a little bit suspicious about certain things as yeah. well as you said they want to they want to be able to physically see it and yeah. touch it and make sure that it's, and it's, it's legitimate yeah and, and yeah. it's difficult you try and tell them it's a five centimeter rock and it's like it, it's yeah. difficult you just sit there with a ruler when you buy online <laughs> Absolutely. so yeah um do you do you try and 
um, excuse me for the, the horrible term here, but do you try and cross-pollinate between the people that are online versus the people that walk in the store? Like, do you try and introduce them to the other the other yeah, we do. Can. A lot of the tourists, because a lot of people come down and like, we wish we had something like this in Sydney or yeah. wherever. And I'm like, well, take my card. We're on Facebook, you yeah. know, and if there's anything you want or you remember, and a lot of people do, they'll ring up. I was there on the weekend and I should have brought this skirt that was out the front and mm. I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it does work that way. And yeah. then when we're online, always trying to push people to go, we've got two shops it's in a beautiful area come down for a weekend and yeah that's cool mm. that's cool i think um i think it's a great idea um where somebody who's traveling stops by and then they have that that regretful moment where they didn't actually pick something yeah. up and to know that they could either pick up the phone or shoot a message online yeah. or whatnot and then with a with a quick photo yeah um that's it it's on they've the way. got it and it's done and you know one lady she had it the next day and she was like oh god i didn't even need to go down there so that's cool yeah, yeah. it's we're trying to be as flexible as possible yeah yeah so yeah that's probably the way that things are going now is that you have to be you can't afford not to be flexible no. now no because yeah. everyone's busy as well and difficult and mm. yeah so yeah. it's just got to fit in with how they want to shop. That's it. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, do you think that, I mean, you're still, I guess, in this business, still pretty new to yeah. it. I mean, obviously you've got a longer history with just being self-employed and yeah. doing things on your own uh, bat. But do you think it's easier now more so than ever before for people to start? their own business or to be at least sort of like a freelance or yeah, self-employed? I think it is and I think where we've been successful and I see a lot of people where they never get started with me I've always just I've got an idea let's just open yep and then it will evolve yeah and let it grow as it needs to rather mm. than thinking I need business cards I need leaflets I need a website I need mm. all of these things and then you never get anywhere because yeah. you either run out of money trying to get yourself perfect business where yeah. you don't need to be. No one's expecting it and they actually, we find anyway, appreciate that you're real enough to go, yeah, we'll fix that up, you know, next week. But at the That's moment, it. at least you can still walk in and buy Absolutely. whatever you wanted and it still keeps the cash flow coming and then you can just keep growing what you need rather than feeling it needs to be perfect before yeah. you start. I love, I love that because... Um I know so many people that have been sitting on an idea for five, ten yep. years um, and they've never taken those first few steps because it's not perfect. Yep. They haven't got the, the image right. They haven't got And the, it's never perfect no. though. You start it up and you're like, why did I do that? That is so stupid. So Absolutely. we just get feedback from our customers and then we'll just evolve it into what, you know, what they need. If a shop says, have you got any leaflets? We'll put it in there. All right, yeah, we do. I'll make some leaflets then, That's I suppose. I'll get back so, to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everything just let it evolve and grow on its own and then it grows the way it should rather than what you think it should have, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. absolutely. Um, I've noticed in the last couple of years of being down in this area that the area, it's always popular sort of in holiday periods, yeah. but it's opening up a lot more. So obviously yeah. the roads are being extended yeah. and um, there's a lot more infrastructure being put in place. Can you see opportunities opening up down here for more people to, to start businesses? I think... There is, and when we we moved up from Melbourne, and I'd lived in Sydney, but yep. we're like, they're just missing, I don't know, I think there is a, there's a lot missing still, mm. and yet we don't, like, we love it that it's a small town mm. and don't want this massive Sydney no. infrastructure, but there's still little tweaks that could happen. There's rooms for so many little niche 
markets around here for yep. people to open up into. Yep. And yeah, and just I guess we grow got, a little bit that way. Well, there's enough there's enough people down here. It is a, they are small communities that are lying down the south coast, but in the end, there's still thousands of people down yep. here. And regardless of whether you live in a city or you live in a more regional area, everyone likes the same things or needs yeah, the same yep. things. So it doesn't have to be like the most elaborate. Um, innovative, no, not at uh, all. Crazy, never thought of uh, idea before. No, it's just, just something of... that you think like I really want this, and like for us, we thought, well, we don't like going into town, like yep. into Nara. Yeah. It's you could just stay in the bay and never have to leave, and yep. so, and it's worked. People don't want to have to drive into Nara just to get a gift or just yep. to get, you know, their incense or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, you can just help it be what it is without trying to turn Absolutely. it into a massive city sort of thing, but just be what the people want and need. Yeah, mm. make it a lot easier. Mm. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Um, I'd love to do a follow-up sometime down the track because yep. I know this store's only been open yep. for a few weeks. Yeah. So I'd love to know in the months to come what the differences have been versus store number one and then now store yep. number, two, number two in its, yep. in its new location. Yep. Um, and whether there's been different sort of challenges, even though it's, it's only a few kilometres down the road. It's a very um, different market segment, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. so I'd be very interested to see how things um, things progress. Yep, but, um, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Hope you got something out of that. Um, I was really impressed with just a bit of the background and the story leading up to uh, Kelly launching that first bricks and mortar store, that first phys physical store, which for many of us seems like such a daunting task to to take on and, and something that for many of us seems just out of arm's reach. So it's really, really cool to, to understand a, li a little bit more of the mechanics and, and the progression from an idea in concept to uh, physically opening that first store and then taking the plunge and taking on even further risk by opening that second store. So really, really cool. Um, a few just quick takeaways, and, and Kelly mentioned this all in the podcast, and for you guys that are taking notes, no doubt you'll have the same things that I've written, but some really important things that I got out of this personally is is that transition, um, building something from the local markets, understanding that your overheads don't have to be crazy. You don't have to dive straight into, uh, you know, commercial property and renting and buying and whatnot. You can just, you know, take your stake in a, in a marketplace and, uh, and build, build something through there and just be consistent and build loyalty. And I loved the, the, the concept and, and well, it probably wasn't even a conscious thing, but just having like this child mining service that she did like, you know, on and off with different people while, uh, while parents went off and, and did their shopping. And I think that's just really cool. It just builds local community spirit, um, support. And, um, and naturally when it came time that Kelly was launching that first store, she had a lot of people that were in her on her side of the court and really backing her to support her and making sure that those those first difficult uh, moments of uh, of opening a, a store were supported as much as possible. So I thought that was really really cool. And it's just that that face to face um, grassroots touch that has obviously had um, a lot of success for Kelly. Um, a couple of other things. There's um, one thing that I've noticed with uh, a lot of the conversations I've been having about the stereotypes around peak seasons, uh, living in, on the south coast of New South Wales with holiday uh, seasons, there's a bit of a myth around with um, peaks and troughs with um, holiday seasons. And I think it will be different for every single person depending on what type of business they run. 
But for Kelly, she certainly found that uh, it's not as dramatic as maybe what other people experience or what other people may think it is um, as far as the holiday season bringing in a lot more business and it being very, very quiet in the colder months um, in this part of the world. So Kelly's found a, a bit of a consistency even in those colder months, in those off-peak seasons, and I think that's fantastic. And I think there's a lot of things that we'll find in the conversations to come from different businesses that there will be different perspectives on this uh, on this particular concept and this idea because some people have been able to capitalize on the off peaks as much as the on peaks. And some people are very much from the viewpoint that they make their money on the off peak, um, on the off, on the on peak season, I'll try and spit that one out folks. And, um, and in the off peak season being very strategic to build themselves up for when the on peak season kicks in. So everyone's got a different approach and that's the best thing about what this podcast will highlight. Um, the other thing is just taking action. This is probably the biggest thing that I found out of this. And this is an ongoing theme. It's something that I mentioned in the, uh, introduction, uh, episode one of this podcast where you don't have to have everything locked in. Not everything has to be perfect. You don't have to have all the artwork, all the imagery, all of the fittings and everything in place. Um, your vision, your dream doesn't have to be hundred percent fulfilled before you take action. You just need to take action. You need to get started. And even if it's rough around the edges, as long as you're moving forward, because the momentum, the feedback from other people and that initial response from people will be fuel that will keep you going. And if anything, it might speed the process up and get you to where you want a lot quicker by actually taking those first few steps and just getting started. Taking action is such a big thing. And that's a big theme in this podcast and in the conversations I've had so far. So there's some uh, initial key takings that I've had from it. There's heaps of things that Kelly mentioned in that short conversation. And I'm going to have a chat with Kelly in the months ahead as uh, the second store gets its uh, full steam and really starts to function. And it'll be interesting to hear uh, Kelly's experiences with really managing two stores, two bricks and mortar stores, and, and obviously having the, the digital presence as well. So there's a lot of work there. It's not, a, not an easy thing and not an easy task to take on, but um, it looks like Kelly's on the right path. So I'm looking forward to catching up with her in the coming months. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, go to thehippieshop.com.au. You'll see all the links and information. There's some stuff to buy online. So if you don't live in the local area, you can uh, purchase online and, and just definitely reach out to Kelly um, directly via email or whatnot. And I'm sure Kelly will be more than happy to try and help you look for anything in particular that you might be searching for. Um, if you're in the area and you want to pop into one of the two stores, Shop 15, 5 Burton Street in Vincentia and Shop 1, 39 Owen Street in Husky. And um, I would strongly suggest just double checking those addresses depending on when you listen to this podcast in the future, just in case uh, a shop relocates and things change as they always do in, uh, I guess, the small business world. So make sure you check those details out before you uh, venture out and drop in to say hello. But um, it looks like Kelly will be around for, for a long time to come. So um, very, very cool. Massive thanks to Kelly and I all, wish her all the best uh, moving forward forward with uh, her second shop and there's a lot of exciting things in the future. Now with that, I'm going to wrap up episode two, but the first official podcast of the Self Starter podcast. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening and tuning in and supporting the initial launch of this podcast. It is a bit clunky and it's going to be a bit rough around the edges, but I'm taking action and we're moving forward. And I've got heaps of stuff to present to you guys in the coming weeks. I'm going to make this a fortnightly podcast to begin with. This is going to give a little bit of extra breathing space because I want to create a lot of content around every episode. And I want to make sure that I really 
give as much as I can to every guest that features on this episode. So it's going to be fortnightly to begin with. And as we get traction, I may increase it to weekly like the Antisocial podcast. But um, ultimately, um, as we get started and we lay down the, the the foundations and the framework, this will be a fortnightly podcast. So if you want to support this podcast in the meantime, while you wait for episode three, um, you can do so in a very, um, very number of ways. Um, you can go to selfstarter.com.au and just uh, check through and, and visit the website and reach out to um, anybody that's connected to the selfstarter.com website, .com.au website. Um, you can go to Facebook and like, share, comment, tag, um, do all those social media great things on the uh, Facebook. Facebook page. Um, you can also uh, please re leave a review and a comment on um, the podcast uh, player that you're using. There's a number of different podcast players out there. So any support that you can give via those channels will be greatly appreciated. For me at the moment, it's all about spreading awareness and getting more and more listeners and, and growing this audience. What comes of it later on down the track is a completely different story. For me right now, it's taking action and, and connecting as many people as possible to this podcast. And I want to give you guys as, mu as much value as possible. So we'll grow together. And I'm looking forward to presenting more business owners uh, in the future for you guys. But thank you so much and we'll speak soon.